hail our fair Riverdale Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season finale. The season six finale of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. How are you doing, John? It's been a long time. Uh, I just finished wrapping out this show that I've spent so oh, long man. <laughs> finishing wrapping out. The Wizard of Oz reboot. That's that's right. No, I can tell people what the show is. But, but it's funnier when I say it's the Wizard <laughs> of Oz reboot. It's so. about a, a, a criminal drug dealer in Miami in the 70s mm. named Griselda Blanco, who's yeah. a real Colombian coke dealer, who's played by Sofia Vergara. Yeah, but she's only, she's just fully doing Gloria. It's going to be amazing. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of funny because I read all the scripts and whenever the word Coke comes up, I can really hear her accent saying Coke. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. I, I love her though. She, I loved Modern Family. I just rewatched a bunch of it over, um, the last time I was on the East Coast. She's a national treasure. I feel like I'm hearing a lot of feedback. Or well, not you feedback, keep, You but... keep hitting the, yeah, that might the be things it. right next to your chair. Oh, yeah, it's my fault. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm a little tired today, Judd. You're a little tired? I'm a little tired. Why? Did you, like, go out last night and then, like, I, stay out really late? I went out. I stayed out later than I, I needed to. And then I also did not sleep very well because I'm an anxious person, which I'm sure nobody could tell. What? Because of how chill I seem. Yeah, consistently. You never, you're never really worked up or worried about anything or Abs- anyone thinks of you. Absolutely, no. Or... No, no, no. My enemy, by the way, sent us a cease and desist. Oh, for real? No. Because of the kazoo sounds? <laughs> yeah, they're like, we unscrambled that. <laughs> and now we know. They're like, first of all, can you just use a regular sensor bleep? And yep. I'll respond, no. Absolutely <laughs> I not. I could not. I did laugh and a lot. I'm very excited to talk about this episode. I really love this episode. I really love this season. I found so much joy in it, and I am like, <laughs> I'm sad it's over, but I'm happy that we're going to get the next season, which seems crazy. Yeah, uh, bonkers, absolutely bonkers ending to yeah. this, this season and this episode, and it is, you know, it feels like every season finale kind of has that that one thing in the end where you're like, whoa, all right, they still got something up their sleeves, yeah. and this one really was like a... I never could have guessed. I mean, I know that's the territory we've been in all year, yeah. <laughs> but I really, really could not have guessed what was going to happen could in this episode. Could you have guessed how Veronica saved the world? I'm not sure if Veronica could guess how she saved the world. I don't think Veronica knew what she was talking about. I'm happy it worked out. Well, it seems like the real superpower everyone has in this show is that you can just kind of say whatever and it right. becomes true. That's actually, maybe that was everyone's superpower. That was really what's been going I think maybe it's the drugs in the water supply again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if we find out at the end of next season that this season and next season were all a collective massive psychotic break that how the entire fun. town had because of the drugs in the water supply. That would be pretty entertaining. That would be fun. I don't care if an, and none of this actually happened. That's true. If, if like, this episode had ended with Archie wakes up in a straitjacket in a mental hospital, great. I would be exactly as excited as I am now oh. for next season. Oh, that would be amazing. What if this was all Jason Blossom's fever dream? Just Why like, doesn't he speak in his own fever dream? I don't know. Dreams are He's weird. He's like, what if I were Archie? <laughs> what if I were Archie? What if I were like, you know, that other redhead that looks like me? <laughs> he wakes up every morning, looks at himself with redhead and goes... I'm not the best boy in Riverdale. I'm not, I'm not even the best redhead. Wow, there's quite a few on the list ahead of me. Did uh, did we get anything fun from our own audience? Well, 
Beth actually sent us a funny thing, which was, is queer baiting okay if it saves the world? And my answer was apparently. Well, I feel like that's a question she'd be more equipped to answer than we can. And then the other. Especially me. The other question was, will season seven be Truman Show-esque? And I actually think, yes, it will. Well, what does that mean? So I think that, have you seen the Truman Show? Yeah, I know that the Truman Show is all a TV show that he doesn't know he's in. What do they mean? So I think it means that, like, you know how Truman... Actually, I guess this would be the opposite of the Truman Show. But I think I think what they mean is actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that it's going to be more like a perfect, picture-perfect society, kind of like the Riverdale of the original comics, like the 1940s comics, mm-hmm. as opposed to what it is now, which is a hellscape. Yeah. Um, I think... I do think it's going to look a lot like the comics. I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited. But yeah, I, I see it. At first I thought she meant, oh, because Jughead was like attuned to everything being weird. But then I realized that that's more Pleasantville. Truman Show is more, everyone is like, no, you're crazy. No, everything is normal, Truman. Right. It's gaslighting. Yeah, it's the gaslighting. TV. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I think it's I, more. I think, I think you, I, I don't I don't want to put words in this person's mouth. <laughs> I think, it, the question throws me. I think that the Truman Show thing is probably more reference to how, oh, it's like a perfect, beautiful society, but there's something. And they have to choose to leave kind of thing? Maybe. That'd be kind of interesting. Did we have that? That's like the heaven kind of, actually. Right, and Archie taking the bus out of town. What bus? The bus uh, he took. Oh, the heaven bus? No, the bus he took to Army. Oh, yeah, to Army. <laughs> Oh, actually, we did get one, but this was from the other day before I actually posted um, asking for questions. And it was, do we think the future is now going to play out like Pleasantville, where it's actually fantasy and every time a character discovers a truth, they become more and more modern, which I think could work. The other question was, what do you think the point of TBK was? My trash bit. Your trash bit. The joke. You know, Ian was like talking today about taking out the trash. He's like, I'm going to take out the trash. And I was, I was literally, your voice is in my head. I mean, like, we're all trash. I'm like, he doesn't get the joke. You can't say the joke. He's not going to understand. Yeah, it's a bad. It's, uh, that's the problem. Yeah. We're all suffering through. Exactly. It's the Can... biggest problem in society, I think, right now. I'm very sleepy, guys. I think the biggest problem in society is that they don't know what the title of this episode is from. The title of this episode is The Night of the Comet. Yes. And that is based on a film called The Night of the Comet. <laughs> it's actually called just Night of the Comet. And it's a 1984 American science fiction comedy horror film, which is too many genres in my personal opinion. It's written by Tom Eberhardt, and it stars Catherine Mary Stewart, Robert Beltran, and Kelly Maroney. I don't know who those people are. What year was this? 1984. It's basically about these teens who survive a comet, and the comet leads to zombies. Because, you know, the fallout from the comet. Does the comet hit? Yeah. Okay. And then there's zombies. And then... The comet makes zombies rise from their graves. Um, unclear. I think it's more that the people who survived the comet become zombies. They didn't survive the comet. Well, you know, they were... I mean... It depends on your definition of living. I'm just spitting facts. Sure. I mean, they didn't... I don't know. That's, that's, that's very up in the air. You're a zombie. You died. And apparently this was like a big inspiration for Buffy. Explain. Um, I, oh, that's not on the Wikipedia page. Well, then. Here we go. 
Maroney's character was an influence on Joss Whedon when he created Buffy Summers of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So basically the main character in the film who like helps take down the zombies, etc., etc., save the world, a la Buffy Summers. So Joss Whedon was like, let's just, I'll do that. This bit would have been better if we watched the movies that we talk about. Yeah, but that sounds like so oh, no. much work. Oh, work. Work. Oh, not no. to. Don't make me do it. Some of these movies I've seen, but a lot of them I'm like, hmm, I don't even know where to find that on the internet. Well, it would be one movie a week, right? Yeah. In theory, it would have been one movie a week. In theory. In theory. We could have made a second revenue stream of doing podcasts about those movies. Is that a revenue stream if we don't make money? It would be a Patreon, right? Oh. Oh, interesting like hmm. now i'm thinking about all this stuff yeah. or we could do that after this is all over but that's true we could do the riverdale reading club and like or the riverdale movie kind of club fun. and like watch all the movies that they reference that'd be so that'd be fun maybe that's maybe that's something hmm. we could do after this is over or interesting in addition to some whatever else we choose to do after this is we'll, all over we'll figure it out i'm kind of hoping there's gonna be like another riverdale like show but i don't, I don't want to cover one show again it is a lot easier to not cover a single show. Yeah, and I think you get more, you have an easier way to onboarding if you're doing a constantly shifting thing rather than our audience winding down to our core fans now at the very end. Yeah, I think there's, I will say like, I think there's pluses and minuses because you have people who will organically find you because they're like, I really want to listen to a recap of a show. That's true. We've, I definitely think we've gained people who really needed to talk to someone about Riverdale and <laughs> found <laughs> us and we're like, oh, these guys have a lot of opinions on all of Riverdale. That could be delightful. The thing, right? Their therapist would not listen to them <laughs> talk about Riverdale anymore. You need an outlet for this. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, John, who wrote this episode? Who directed this episode? Oh, this episode was written by Roberto oh, and, and, and Aaron Allen. Aaron Allen. That, Aaron you said that Allen. so mysteriously. Mm-hmm. Like, and now, dun, we've, dun. we've mentioned Aaron before. He previously wrote uh, Ex Libris. That's the one with the books. The library books. Yeah. Yes. A strange Bedfellows. That's the one with the beds. I don't think that's true. Actually, there were beds, John. I think there were beds. The locked room. That was the one with the locked room. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Where we're going to lock you in a room until <laughs> until we solve this mystery. Strange Bedfellows. In the aftermath of the prison break at Hiram's jail, Archie leads the charge to round the remaining convicts on the loose. Tabitha reaches out for Betty's help when she realizes Jughead is missing. Are Tabitha and Betty still friends? That was like a nice moment. I don't know what you want me to say. No yeah. one is in scenes together in this show. I know. They hate spending time with each other. They do all the time off it's the like, screen. It's like these toxic friends that all are like, yeah, I'm your friend <laughs> until I'm in a relationship. And then I spend 100% of my time in that relationship until we break up and I come back out of the woodwork being like, where are my friends at? Also, that that boyfriend was your very recent ex-boyfriend. Right. So... <laughs> right. And now you're not going to see them anymore. Mm-hmm. We have four storylines in this episode. We have, we're all going to die. Oh, no. One last epic date. Oh. Ask me again after Cheryl melts the comet. Mm. And indecent proposal. I think we got to start with uh, one last final date. Okay. Yeah. Context. The town has a force field around it Mm. that will not allow anyone to leave, but will allow new people inside so that more people can die when the comet hits. It's like a roach motel. Right. Which right. I did not know that's how roach motels worked. Yeah. 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 You want them to enter. That was Yeah, I guess. But you don't want them to leave. I guess I thought the roach motels were like they took the poison with them, but I think that's just ant traps. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's not really important. 
everyone's very surprised when Alexander Cabot walks into Pops and says, holy shit, I forgot I had a whole thing going <laughs> right? on over here. <laughs> How much time do you think it's been since her last visit? Like, in months? Uh... <laughs> I mean, from Tabitha's perspective, it's been decades. Right, exactly. <laughs> She's been like, this was thousands and thousands and thousands She's years like, ago in every me. future I check, you never remember we made a business <laughs> <Yeah>. agreement. <laughs> How are you here? Wow. And she says that Tommy Comets, which sounds like Johnny Rockets, went belly oh, up. Yeah, I didn't catch that at all. <laughs> and she's made a deal to purchase their facilities to build Pops Diners nationwide. So I actually just watched this video about Johnny Rockets, weirdly enough, being like, uh, apparently it's very much a failing business. Oh, my main touch, touchstone of Johnny Rockets is they're always at Six Flags and it's like oh, $13 yeah. for a hot dog. Yeah. So there was one by my mall growing up Yeah, and it wasn't like a bad place. Like it wasn't like, oh, I don't like Johnny Rockets, but it was never as good as like the standard diners that we had. Yeah. And it was always like, mm, like feels like it doesn't quite feel like a real diner. It feels like it's like fast food diner. Yeah, right? but That's strange. Yeah, probably better food than Friendlies. But I'd I love rather Friendlies. Pops, but I'm sure Nationwide Pops looks a lot like Johnny Rockets. Pretty sure it's the same. <laughs> Honestly, it's the same concept. Yeah. I'm trying to have it not mentioning that she's a primary investor in Tommy Comics already. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Went belly up. We're rebranding. Yeah, now we're yeah. called Meta. I mean, Pops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. And everyone reacts to this. Wow, bad timing. So here's what I would have done. I would be like, totally, Alexandra, let me sign the paperwork. Sign the paperwork and then move on. Be like, okay, this is actually not a problem. You're right. going to die in I'm a comment. Do that, never think about this again. Exactly. That's how I feel. I'm like, it's actually not really a situation. Right. Tabitha's reluctance to sign doesn't quite make sense, but, you know, right. she's distracted. Yeah, put on a big smile and right. then, you know. She's like, I'm kind of focused on the thing in the sky that's going to mm, kill us. Yeah. And he's like, I guess... Sure. And she's like, it's like Titanic. And he's like, I've never seen that movie. Fuck that. I'm and she's sorry. like, I know we're running out of time, but this is a priority. I get I get that. I do, because Titanic's one of my favorite movies. I was obsessed with Titanic as a child. Obsessed with Titanic. You know, if you found out you had a matter of hours, oh, no. less than a day before your world ended, how would you want to spend it? And movie day with a loved one kind of sounds nice, yeah, to be I think, honest. I think I would live, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd very, it'd be very focused on the film. I think I would be like, I'm going to die. That's the thing. I think die. it's hard to really get sucked in. Like James Cameron, <laughs> yeah. masterful storytelling, whatever. But like, I'd be a little bit distracted all day. Do you have like a... Been like, oh, I just got a text from Archie. He's trying to punch the force fields. Mm. Let's keep watching the movie. Right, exactly. They also have a group chat that's only bad news. <laughs> it's just constantly bad news for them. Yeah, the bad news feed. Yeah. <laughs> they named their group chat the Doom Scroll. Ugh, so sad. It's always Kevin posting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you think Kevin's in the group chat? Weird. Okay. <laughs> that's a good point. It's funnier if... if if Kevin individually texts everybody the same depressing memes, oh, they're no. all like, oh boy. Kevin. Oh. So they finish the movie. And Jughead has to ask about the driftwood. And she points out that it couldn't have supported them both. I'm sorry. Jughead, have you not been on the internet in the last 20 years? He writes on a typewriter when possible. That's true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
He's like, I don't know. Burr, 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 burr. I'm like, okay. The, this is the same thing. Die Hard is like, like, I'm sorry, it's a streaming service? so <laughs> dumb. It's, this is the same argument I have with people who want to debate whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. We've had this conversation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's done. over. Right. We're fine. Oh, that's how I feel about the, like, is a hot dog a sandwich thing. No, it's that. a hot dog. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. It's Shut just Shut up. Yes, yes. I don't know how often people... It's a sausage at best. If people... Ooh, wow, that's a whole other debate, though. It's a hot dog or sausage. Let's not go there. It's too, it's too stressful. Is a hamburger a sandwich? Sure, yeah. If I'm at a Wendy's, they call it a sandwich. I'm ordering just it and not the rest of a meal. Yeah, okay. Cool. Who cares? Hot dog's a hot <laughs> but dog. But I'm also going to call it a burger before a sandwich any day. Right. It's actually... I want to describe what it is. Words don't really mean that much when you think about you it. you said, get me a sandwich, and I brought you a hot dog, you'd be confused <laughs> and a little bit upset. I think, though, that you'd feel the same if they brought you a, a hamburger. <laughs> but, yeah. Though it takes more work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe like, just be thankful people bring you food. the sandwich so long. He's lighting a grill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jughead says that no matter what happens, he asks Tabitha to take Pops nationwide. Uh, He won't be able to go in peace otherwise. And she agrees because it's almost the end of the episode. Right. (laughs) But he has to go on one last epic date with her, which he was going to do. Right? He was never. Imagine being like, no, not unless you. (laughs) This is what I hold over you. She uses her time powers to take them on like an infinite time date, taking their relationship to parenthood and into old age, all in one diner booth in one minute. What happens to those children you manifested? I know, I I'm too. lost. <laughs> also, yeah, that's very like Scarlet Witch. This is this is the, yeah, how Futurama ended too. I no. think is that Fry and Leela end up like time gets frozen around them, and they just kind of like, hey, we're, we're going to be stuck in one second for the rest of our lives. So that's let's so love each other for all of it. That's so nice, but so sad. <laughs> yeah. So it was very unclear. Like, did they actually spend decades together? Like. I feel like you can't come back from that. Unless you wipe the slate clean and start over in a right. whole new setting. Do you think that Tabitha's going to die or something? I have some theories. No, I think she'll still be in the show. No, I know. It's just like, it's interesting. It's like, it's like oh, if they break up or if she dies or something, they'll have like, I just could see it being like, well, you guys don't know this, but when Tabitha and I thought we were going to die in the comet. We actually went on this epic date where we saw our whole future, met our kids and everything. So really, it's like I did have a future with Tabitha, you know? So that's what they're going to say. I, I think does. this is 100% confirmation that they're, they're, they're together finished. forever. Yeah, they're, yeah, they've crossed the finish line. So then they just You cannot saw... break this couple up. But then they just, you just saw their whole future together. Yeah, it was kind of boring. Yeah. Oh, well. Hmm. hmm. Turns out yeah. this show loves putting couples together and then makes them boring as soon as they're dating. Yeah. You know, that's what they love. I love it. Is a couple of boring people. I thought Betty and Jughead <laughs> that's were... That's rude. But, like, it is weird how every couple is like, I can't wait to see them together. And then when they're together, it's like, oh, they just kind of eat together sometimes. I kind of think that's a problem of a lot of shows, honestly. Yeah. I don't... Even, like, Veronica Mars, season four, love... First of all, what happened was fucked up, and no, I'm not saying that was okay. It's a great okay. story choice. Mm. It was the only story choice if you wanted to keep the show going. Unfortunately, the show still isn't going. And that's why I no, think everyone was why. upset. I think everybody was more upset than you think, because I was so upset. I was so, so upset. 
But I do, Whatever. but I do think that that's a perfect example of the will they, won't they, or not even will they, won't they, but oh, you know, the tension in their relationship was really what kept the fire going. Well, Logan grew. He was right. done. Exactly. He crossed the finish line, and now they eat oh. together. Exactly, and it was boring. You know? yeah. yeah, I don't know why so many shows struggle with writing relationships. When every writer in Hollywood is married with kids, it seems. I think that the problem is that if you're or in... they're never the, home. Or, they don't know. They've never seen their wives. I think that the problem is that when you're in a stable relationship, if it's not toxic, it's not that interesting. Like, you have problems and stuff, but you, if you're in a healthy relationship in real life, the problems are external, not internal. Unless you want to do a thing where, like, you know, the relationship is well, kind like, of struggling. Well, like, no, the relationship maybe. I guess my point of reference is going to have to be Randall and Beth from This Is Us being, like, a strong yeah. relationship of people who support each other and still dynamic the entire way through. But do you think that their dynamic was... I felt like they dealt with a lot of external things... With the exception yeah. of that one, one well, that's season the thing, where they right? struggled. That's the whole deal of being in a relationship is that you are now 18. Right. And so common problems working together, even if they are external for the most part, yeah, is still more entertaining. Orphan Black. Did you ever watch Orphan Black? Yeah. I don't think I watched the last season, though. So Allison is the clone who lives in the suburbs. Mm, and she's fun. She has to go on an early arc where her husband is like an antagonist. And then oh. after that, they quickly become the team trying to protect their family from all this external stuff. And it really bolsters their relationship, makes it stronger, makes everything more entertaining. What was his deal? I forgot. Well, um, what do you mean? That he was monitoring her? Yeah, was that what it was? But he was really... He was monitoring her. Yeah, but they were married, like... Yeah, and they were married, and he was in love with her, and he was very confused about what he was doing the whole time. Right, okay, cool. Yeah. I gotta rewatch that show. And I like then, that show. you know, he's on her side, and then they're, like, hiding bodies and selling drugs together and stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Great series, great show. Yeah. She-Hulk. Is that... She's She-Hulk. Oh, right. I was like, it's a different show, and then I realized that the Tatiana Maslany is also in that one. Yeah. Tabitha signs with Alexandra. Now Alexandra's like, great, we're going to get started with social media marketing in the morning. And everyone looks like the world is ending and she doesn't get it. And we never check back in with her. Nah. Is she in the next season? I have no idea. Like, I thought this girl was on Kane, uh, Kane. Uh, Homecoming. She is. So I'm going to say no, she's not on. How would season. she not be? Well, did you, you didn't see Tabitha either. No, we only saw three people. That's right. not the point. The point is, they will have to establish what the rules are. Right. And in my assumption is, if you were inside the barrier... Oh, but the barrier's open at the end of this thing. Everything about this is gobbledygook. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, like, I know the rules don't matter, mm. but it feels like this is a choice that should matter in some significant way. Yeah, like, why did they And it have would her? be cool to have... Another black woman on the show. Well, I feel like um, I'm very curious if everybody is going back to being a teenager 
what that's going to mean for Tabitha. Is she going to be a teenager in Chicago? Like, is it... Do you know what I mean? Like, is it going to be like... Again, I don't think she's leaving Riverdale. No, I don't think she's leaving Riverdale to show, but could she be like... I don't think she's leaving the city limits of Riverdale. Interesting. Maybe she's living with Pop then. But I Maybe think she, she's a teen. Yeah, maybe she's like a teen. I just think that there's some interesting ways they're going to have to retcon... Or not retcon, but like they're going to have to establish why these like 1950s version of everyone is going to be like ha- ha- like where is Tabitha gonna live because she doesn't have a natural place in the high school version of Riverdale what do you what do you what, what do, do you mean? mean what do you mean what I would what mean, it's I the mean? 1950s no nothing is the same so anything can be true right but so she can just have a house yeah I was just thinking like it seemed like oh Archie's living with his mom in his house again Betty's living with her mom in her house again right like teens she would live in Pop's house right I guess so or her dad's house or yeah whatever oh we get to see the dad again literally never see her home probably Hmm. the most likely thing yeah she's always outside of Pop's yeah sweeping I hope they get skied back oh they're not no, I saw that he booked a movie. He's gone. All right, well then maybe Jughead will be homeless again. Yeah. That yeah. actually makes sense. Yeah. That's the whole Tabitha storyline. Uh, Tabitha and Jughead. Their amazing relationship goals. <laughs> where, are we, where are we off to next? Uh, you can ask me again after Cheryl melts that comic, or we can go to the Indecent Proposal. I feel like the meat is all in. We're all going to die. Let's do Indecent Proposal, and then we'll get into the meat. Okay. Cheryl and Heather ask Abigail for help. And when they do that, it's just like a like a projected CGI face of Cheryl just like in the in the glass, which is like a fun, stupid, cheap special effect <laughs> that we could have been doing for months. Uh, right, right. <laughs> of Cheryl just having conversations with herself. I know you like that shit. <laughs> uh, and Abigail has a like brilliant analysis. Comments are made of ice. I did not know that. I think I heard that once. So it's not that it's a brand new fact, but I was like, oh, interesting. This whole time I've been struggling with like, calling it a comet, but then referring to it as a meteor or a meteorite. And Oh, are they different? Yeah. Huh. Meteors well, or meteorites are, uh, sorry, meteors are rock. And once they m- impact the earth, they're meteorites. Oh, okay. Comets are ice. That's it. <laughs> what hit the dinosaurs? A meteor. A meteor. Yeah. So we've been calling or it. Some people call it an asteroid, and then I don't really know. Oh no, there's another one. There's I think. I think no. Term. I think the terms are all just based on like how it exists. So it's like right. an asteroid if it's in the belt, a meteor if it's flying free, and a meteorite if it's already hit. I is it like hike by JPL sometimes? So that's how I know this stuff. Oh, that's funny. Is it like um, magma versus lava? It's like the same thing, but yeah, once when yeah, it touches yeah. the. It's earth. like a scientist cares and nobody else. Does. Right. Exactly. We're gonna call it a comet. I mean, in this case, it is a comet. comet. That's not wrong. It's made of ice. And she's like, comet's made of ice. And you shoot fire, so... Seems easy. Seems like you've got this solved. Uh, (laughs) What about the barrier? Can Mm. we undo the barrier? And Abigail uh, is kind of like, well, if you want that. And then... This is so weird. This is the weirdest thing. So Cheryl has to get Tony, right? She says, sit Tony down. She's like, Tony... (laughs) My ancestor's ghost says she'll help us escape town if we let her have sex <laughs> with your ancestor in your body while she's in my body. Sex with each other. Wouldn't it be so funny if Cheryl was just fucking with her the whole time? <laughs> There's no ancestor. At this point, Tony would believe it, right? Yeah. So 
the show has decided that the best way to try to direct us back towards Cheryl and Tony being together yeah, is to have Cheryl's ancestor demand <laughs> sex with Tony. Tony's on board. Tony's like, whatever it takes yeah. to save the world. I really don't care. I gave up my son's childhood. <laughs> like, nothing is important to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Certainly not being faithful to Fangs, let's be honest. So, uh, uh, Heather... Heather pulls Tony and Cheryl's souls out of their body and puts them in a little jar. And then Tomasina and Abigail are standing in their places. And then we get a really uh, softcore intimacy scene. They just love kissing each other all over on their arms and their, I their shoulders and mouths. I wanted to be like, ooh, hot. And like, sure, but like also felt a little like, I don't want to be like male gazy, but like kind of. Well, I don't, yeah, listen, I'm, it's like, I'm at this point where I'm, I don't know what I'm, looking for right i get that scene like what is the emotions you want to feel when two people are having sex on screen i guess you want to be like uh either thank god it's happening good for them good for them (laughs) or oh no this is really bad right right those are the two this is dangerous ways to play it and this one's just like oh it's those two characters who aren't the main characters they open their mouths a lot. I guess I was attached. <laughs> like, am I attached to this? How do I feel anything at this? I don't really feel... Um... Is this closure for Abigail? I never liked Abigail that much. She didn't make much of an impression that's different than Cheryl. She was... I liked her in the the uh, past episode. like the... Different woman. Right. So then, yeah. Yeah, no, she seemed mean in the... In this, this, is, this is my issue, right? They're like... This will feel good for everyone who loved the Rivervale episode with Abigail. Right. Technically, that's not this person. Right. No, that, yeah. It's true. It's not. How much of that happened? Yeah, that's very confusing. Because then it's like Nana Blossom wasn't really Nana Blossom. or It's very confusing. Right. Yeah. So anyway. So Cheryl and Tony Tony wake up in bed together. They say they don't remember anything. Lies. they, they, They certainly look like they're feeling something. Cheryl goes to talk to Abigail again in the in the mirror, and Abigail's like, "Oh, it was so good." <laughs> it's, it's so. Oh, Do you want to hear God. the details <laughs> with your body? Yeah, I mean, thank God that she had a past relationship with Tony because if she didn't, this could be a lot weirder. Well, like, what if it was like Betty, and she's like, "We're cousins." I mean, if it were Veronica, <laughs> it sounds like she would have been on board. But you'll yeah. hear about that in a second. Amazing! Cool! 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 Cheryl says, how do we deal with this barrier? And Abigail says, may I point you to this knotted rope? Sure. We have this rope with a lot of knots in it. (laughs) And if you untie the knots, you'll be able to leave. I wish Cheryl had been like, what if I burn it? Oh, yeah. Do we get to leave then? No, you gotta be tedious Can we just cut the knots? Yeah, so if this happened to me, we'd all be dead. I I would not do <laughs> like it. Crying next I would be sobbing. I hate this. Sounds these like kind a perfect job for me, to be honest. Really, you yeah, love? Yeah. Do this you, seems like I would be really. I'd be good at this. I like uh like the um, flow of it. Yeah, I like like flattening cardboard boxes too. Just wow. like simple task, repeat. I can like put on music while I do it or something. I think that kind I of turns my brain off. If it was like making friendship bracelets, sure. But like, I don't really like. like untying knots because a comet's gonna hit i'm thinking about it everything being identical at abigail's (laughs) just point to be like see those those uh (laughs) those little strings see those those strings and charms you need to make (laughs) you need to make like 
30 friendship bracelets in the next eight hours. Oh. Done. You know, I do have string and I think I have beads. If you wanted to do that, it could be an activity. We, we, we could do, do that. It. We could do that while doing this. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be, fun. Yeah. It'd be nice. So Heather and Cheryl are untie knots. When Heather turns to Cheryl, she says, hey, I know this comet's coming for us all, but if it doesn't kill us, <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. Cheryl's like, why? Other than everything something about your ancestors sleeping with tony really made it seem like this thing was like written in the stars caitlin manifested it i did really i really (laughs) was i don't know what i did but i did it so heather's like i'm out barring some kind of unforeseen circumstances where i would be a 1950s teenager in the future (laughs) i'm out (laughs) so this is my question they don't know they're gonna survive the comet for sure everyone spends this episode wondering Will the comet kill us? And if the comet doesn't kill us, will one of us die anyway? So my question is, Heather, why don't you just shut the fuck up and wait and see what's going to happen so you don't make a mess of things? Like, why did you have to... It's like, hey, just FYI, if we live, you are getting broken up with. I understand that you're going to be upset about this for now, but I feel like I know what's best. I almost wish they had... Like, the soulmate thing is so teen drama it's like this idea that i don't think adults think of when they're when they're looking for someone to fall in love with sure like the one you know the soulmate that being said if heather had like added a thing where it's like oh no no i was looking at the jar and your soul is like commingled in like this really unique way yeah. or something then it'd be like scientifically i put air quotes around that because it's magic mm-hmm. but she she would have some kind of like measurable reason to be like oh right if they like lit up like red yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah something specific but also like heather always felt like a placeholder this whole season so oh 100 percent. i'm so glad we spent so much time building her up yeah. and got to her and was like oh she's just a nice lady she she is a nice lady <laughs> she's I just want a nice lady who doesn't things. ask anything of anyone and then leaves i want nice things i hope she like goes and finds like a cute witch in sabrina town sure but also, if we never saw her again, I probably wouldn't be that concerned. Yeah, I'm not going to miss her that much. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Sorry to this woman. Okay, you want to do Archie and Betty? Yeah, I guess, right? Yeah. Archie returns home to find Mary, his mom, in his house. And we get the saddest scene in the whole episode. She says she's divorcing Brooke. Oh my god! Another mm. thing I manifested! Yeah, there's only one more season. She just wasn't sticking with the audience, so... I thought that was super weird. It's like, why can't she just be like, I just came to visit you. Something you told me. Why'd she have to divorce Brooke? I don't think anyone wants a Brooke, you know? I mean, I kind of was excited. I think, that, I think, I hope that Mary's just regular in the next season. Oh, maybe And we're, like, like, setting her up to just be living in town as his mom next season, because... Someone has to. Yeah. It does seem like that. Yeah. So maybe they were just like, let's not deal with the explanation of her having Brooke in the 1950s. Yeah, let's not worry about... (laughs) Oh, I guess the other Truman Town, Truman Show thing could be kind of similar to a WandaVision thing. Like, Mm -hmm. will the town be existing in present day encased in some kind of thing? You know, is it like like physically in the modern day, but like trapped like Pleasantville, like... Truman Show in the 50s or are they now living in but because of the James Dean thing it seems they are just straight up living in the 50s right so it's not like you leave town and it's modern day unless it's just like a simulation you know well here's 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 my hope now is that the very last scene of the very last episode they pull out and it's a publisher reading Jughead's manuscript 
right? How many episodes are we getting next season? Did we say it was like no. 15 or something? Unclear. So like, assume it's 13. Uh, uh, so there's like, what the hell is this book? It's 129 <laughs> chapters. And the last parts of it switch into superpowers and this time travel thing? Kid, this is insane. I don't want to know. No one's going to sell this. And then he just goes, well, I guess I really am a weirdo. Right. And he's like, he's like, oh, I tried to write this book, Riverdale, about our stories. And it, uh, it didn't take off. And then, and then he meets a man in a bow tie who's a TV producer. And oh, my like, God. It makes a terrible book. But you know what? It could make a good TV show. Don't. I will cry. John. That's beautiful. That's so nice. Oh, man. Betty zooms with Jillian Drake. Finally get her first name. I never knew that she had a first name. Yeah. Who says that uh, director Wilcox wants the two of them to head up the FBI serial killer division. I'd watch the shit out of that spinoff. <laughs> I really would. What we really need are two hot girls in their 20s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Experience is bullshit. <laughs> Betty's, Betty's the hunter of hunters. <laughs> oh, put it on her tombstone. Yeah. Drake Drake even says, you got to do it. You're the hunter of hunters. And Betty says, I think hunting season is over. Wow. I think I'm going to die in a comet. Drake says, this is because of Archie, she the is. trash bag killer. And it's like, Drake, <laughs> Betty can have thoughts outside of men. She's trying to change her life out here. Do you think that Drake prefers the trash bag killer to Archie? I think she does. I think she's like, if I had to choose who Betty should be with... I if think, it's not me. Right. I think she, she's she been looking for shit, for dirt on Archie the whole time. She's yeah. like, this fucking guy. <laughs> what? He's just good? God damn it. He did have this weird brief. She's like, Betty, think about shit. this. Is he boring? <laughs> like, that's all she's got. Is he, is he boring? Think about it. Think about it really hard. <laughs> he is, in fact, boring. But and yet, yeah. I love him. Yeah, he's a good egg. Archie comes to Betty. Like, I have a great idea for today. And then he gets down on one knee and proposes to her. She does not want to say yes. And she's like, listen, guy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of pressure right now. What are you doing? Why are you carrying all of this on your shoulders? It's okay. Let's just be with each other. And he's like, I'm going to listen to that, but I'm not going to take it to heart until <laughs> one other person tells me those things. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, but she says... She tells him to ask her to marry him again after the comet comes. He's like, I understand completely. I'm going to go break the barrier so we can get married right now. Right, exactly, of course. I have a question. Do you think Betty actually wants to marry him? I did not get that vibe. I don't know. You know, we can say everything we want about who Betty has been, but her arc right now is about wanting to be different. True, yeah. And maybe she really does. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time talking about the darkness and trash. <laughs> And the, the freedom the freedom to choose not to be that. Right. But we haven't really shown her finding anything else she gets that fulfillment out of that would attune to being married to Archie. She's never yeah. been like, I really I really liked the stability of this. She's never been like, I I I'm not putting parenthood on him, but she's never tried babysitting her her niece and nephew and been like, I had a really good time or I had a really bad time or right. any of those well, things. She did kind of have a couple of bad times where she thought they were well, going to yeah, kill yeah, their yeah. cat. Constantly, yeah. 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 I kind of get why you might not be so excited about parenthood if these were your closest so like, relatives. I don't know if the work has been done to really sell this turn for her, uh, but it certainly feels like Lily's trying to make it feel real. Yeah. 
Uh, so Archie's out here attacking the barrier with Percival's mace when, cool. ba- when Mary pulls up and she knows everything now. And she's like, oh my God, season six. And he's like, I know. And then they hug. <laughs> and he apologizes to her and he blames himself. She tells him what Betty told him. No one loved, and, and, uh, and he's like, oh, now I get it. Mm. Yeah. One more person needed to confirm that. Yeah. No one loved this town mm-hmm. more than Fred. Man, do you ever think about how obviously it was not a choice that they wanted to make to kill off Fred? I just, but I do think about the pathos they have there. Yeah, it I think, really works. I think more than anything, it gave them such a solid foundation to take Archie forward on. Yeah. You know, obviously a terrible thing. But so much of Archie's arc since then has been trying to live up to that man. Yeah. Whereas before that, he had to live in the shadow of that man. And it felt different. And it felt like yeah. he was trying to rebel a bit more. And now he doesn't... He can't have those confrontations, so... That's I true. I like it. I think it's good. I know. It's a terrible circumstances, obviously. And, you know, we wish things were different. But right. in terms of... There's a power in something inescapable and from the real world and the true tragedy that... A fictional tragedy just can't match. Yeah. It's the same reason why I was so nervous about Black Panther 2 and why I'm now, after the trailer, very excited for Black Panther 2 because it feels like it's coming from that very personal space as well where they can't help but tell a real emotional story because of how much they're trying to channel at the moment when they use those things. Yeah, that makes... What a terrible thing also. Terrible. Yeah. So what would Fred be doing right now? Well, Mary says he knew when to put down his tools and come home to his loved ones. Hmm. So Archie admits to Betty he has a hero complex, and she's like, yeah! Uh, yeah, <laughs> obviously. No shit. But she also tells him she's been thinking about what she wants for the future, and she asks him to marry her. And he's hmm. like, yeah! And then all the Barchi stands cheer. <laughs> and all the, all the all the Bughead fans are like, dude, what? I know, man. Ugh. Like, barring any unforeseen situation where we might forget all of this happening, I will marry. <laughs> but that'll never happen. Right. Which brings us to, we're all going to die. Man, there's something that happens in this plot line that I'm so happy that I can talk about because I've been holding it in for a full week now. I bet you're going to know what it is. <laughs> I bet. So Bailey's Common is coming for Riverdale. Force fields around the town. Jughead can't open portals outside of town. Tabitha says the comet somehow exists in every time period she tries to travel to. Sure. Kevin wants to know where the government is. Well, they would help, but it's a democratic proposal, so Republicans won't support it, and Joe Manchin <laughs> thinks it's fiscally irresponsible, so. So, so the comet's coming. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. Veronica's so happy she moved here in sophomore year. <laughs> thrilled. They say Archie and Baby might survive, especially if they're in the sex bunker. But uh, none of their spellcasters can undo the spell. So the boys are going to try digging a tunnel under the barrier. Can't think of a bigger waste of time than this, by the way. Absolutely. And they don't stick with it very long. (laughs) Sorry, we can't. We try. We just want to give Frank and Tom something to do. Yeah. (laughs) Alice is so sorry. She was bad (laughs) all season and all series. Right, right. And on and off for most of the time. Betty and Polly forgive her. Polly's like, nothing bad will ever happen again. I'm alive now. I haven't thought about Jason once. <laughs> yeah, it's so sad. They were just re- she was reunited with her 16-year-old yeah, I also boyfriend. am not thinking about my children. <laughs> yeah, bummer. Veronica feels unsettled being back at La Baby Lion. Reggie presents Hiram to her. 
Father. <laughs> Fangs tattoos his one-year-old son. <laughs> he tells Baby he's a serpent king. And Tony and him say, listen, you have to continue the serpents in the post-apocalypse. They'll all be dead, but you'll, you'll figure it out. You got Our traditions need to come forward <laughs> yeah. even if the rest of the world ends. You, the immortal serpent. Do you think once the common hates, the barrier gets broken? Because that's a they, sad no, life. No, they undo the barrier before the comet hits. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I just, I gotta say, what are we supposed to do with Baby now that we have him? Mm. Is this guy gonna be a teen next season? Is he going to not exist next season? Why did we make him <laughs> an immortal, age him to adulthood, <laughs> and have him do nothing in the final battle against Percival? Now we have an immortal laying around, and we're like, what do we do with him? Right, right. <laughs> What was the point of any of this? I'm, I'm really hoping that this is just how they retcon. I know babies Tony. are difficult on set, but. Yeah, I think they're just like, we just needed to not have. We couldn't just use a baby doll because that felt cheap. They needed to do something. Oh, babies. So Cheryl gathers the entire cast. Truly, the whole cast in one room. A sight to see. Probably. I can understand why they avoid that because scheduling yeah. and coverage and it probably took a lot while to shoot this scene. She tells them she can melt the comic, but it'll extinguish her phoenix powers and one or more of the resurrected could die off. Will it be Archie, Jughead, Polly, Nana, Dagwood, Alice, Frank, Sheriff Keller, Fangs, <laughs> or Tony? Or none of them. Or no one. Yeah. Anyone, you were hoping for Fangs? Yeah, I'm sorry, Fangs. Oh no, only Fangs died. Oh no, we died. Oh, this is great. I mean, buddy. So sad. Bummer. Veronica toasts to Hiram, takes a drink, hopes she doesn't cross paths with him in the afterlife, and then she gives him a big old smooch, and the whole painting corrodes. That was cool, but has she not called her mom? Wow. <laughs> wow. Mom's just out there shooting reality TV. Yeah, knows nothing of this. There wasn't even... <laughs> I, hope, I hope the real housewives are like, she's like, look at Comet! Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if she, like... Why didn't we ever see where she just was like, love you too, Mom. <laughs> okay, bye. Click. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't even think about didn't it. Didn't call her mom. Didn't really spend time with her friends. Veronica is a loner. It's very sad. So Archie swings by to Veronica's and tells her that he's going to ask Betty to marry him. Now, fuck you archie like jesus christ this would be so insulting they they broke up less than a year ago mathematically speaking uh-huh a lot's happened busy year it's been a busy year i know but you know not cool not like a nice thing he does explain that there are no jewelry stores in town sure there is a force field around the town sure and she used to run a jewelry store in town it's fine it's just rude you know yeah, well, she gives an incredible look when she turns away from him to go get a diamond ring for him to propose to Betty mm. with. So she invites Reggie over. I know, again, right? Mm. I don't know why he keeps coming, but Reggie <laughs> asks Veronica what she will do if they survive. And she says, shopping in Paris with Katie Keene. Cool, vapid, but cool. Yeah. And Reggie, when Reggie's like, ah, oh, man, I was just telling my bearded lizard, and like, I, <laughs> I want to like get a dog too, yeah. and get like a bunch of pets who all love me. Uh, the dog's name would be Vader. It's so funny that we talked about this last time. We're like, he doesn't have a dog. He hates animals. He's like, I want a dog. And Veronica's like, Vader. I don't know what that means, but okay. Mm. <laughs> I want to give you the baby lion. 
Because actually, it was your idea. Your baby lion. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you fought with it for a whole fucking season about this casino. Now you're like, actually, I've had a change of heart. I've talked with everyone. Turns out people don't like casino plots. <laughs> you can have the casino. It would be amazing if a Reggie-run casino actually had really good storylines, though. It could happen. Who knows? Oh, it's better if they're bad at it. Interesting. <laughs> And they're like, any chance we get back together too? And they both go, actually, I don't want that. Mm. You know, I think I want that. And then Veronica has a telling line where she says she thinks it's time for a hard reboot anyway. Oh. And said she'll be single and fabulous and date a lot. Uh-huh. And work on her friendships. Even with Reggie. Interesting. Hard reboot. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, who'd everything go through? Which reminds me. So Veronica uh, uh, drinks with Hiram again, her favorite activity. Yeah. Uh, and she's thinking about, why did I have an absinthe storyline? That was weird. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she has an epiphany. <laughs> so Veronica brings everyone together with a lunatic idea. It's so crazy because there's no reason at all to believe this would work. Right. She's like, I'm just kind of saying things at this point. It's so, so just so that. I'm just going to say some words and you tell me if they make sense. What if I can bolster Cheryl's powers and augment them so nobody has to die? You know, because I'm a dialysis machine for poisons. Why can't I dialysis our <laughs> powers out of us and into Cheryl? And everyone goes, but that's not how that works. <laughs> right. And she yells, semantics. <laughs> it's... It's so... Why would... Why? Why? Why would mind reading make Cheryl better at burning a comet? Right. Right. Oh, I can see the comet's threatening threatening aura. (laughs) Thank God. Also, like, I kind of guess... I get the super strength, maybe. Right? Invulnerability. Yeah. Portals. Great. Time travel. Wow, that could be really helpful in slowing it down. She doesn't do that stuff. Sure. None of... You're right. But... Right. Veronica's like, remember that movie we saw at the movie theater? And they're like, Love, Simon? <laughs> and she's like, no. But great it. movie. And like, we think you went alone to that. <laughs> she's like, oh, right. Well, they cut their palms and hold hands. And I guess I can siphon their powers. And they're like, are you just making this up? That's also not at all what happens in the movie It. <laughs> like, like, that is not. No, they can you cut imagine? Their- can you imagine? Can you imagine? If Veronica hadn't seen the movie, but had read the book, and she's like, have you read it? So the girl has a sex scene with all the little boys. It's, <laughs> it's so fucked up when you think about that. It's like a, a genuine like thing. It's the same emotional thing as the cutting the hands and holding them in the movie. But, but it's really also yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a weird choice. And no wonder they've <laughs> never done it in a single one of the remakes. Yeah, no. I, like, I can understand why every producer is like, well, obviously that's out. <laughs> yeah, no. Guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it, don't look it up. Just don't. It's not worth it. Archie says, what about cutting my hand? I'm invulnerable. And she's like, I've got a plan for that. One magic knife. Oh, cool. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Cheryl says she won't cut herself. Veronica says, okay, then I'll kiss you. No, she doesn't say, okay. She's like, oh, good. I I already knew you were going to be annoying about this, given the circumstances. <laughs> I knew you were going to be a fucking problem. So I'm going to kiss you on the lips. Cheryl says, that's queer baiting. And then, like Beth commented, it's to save the world. Mm. 
So, uh, <laughs> Jughead wonders aloud if this plan, well, no, in his head, but he narrates uh, if this plan will make things worse and have unintended consequences. Crazy. Cheryl looks so visibly excited <laughs> to kiss Veronica. More than to kiss Tony, more than to kiss Heather, more than to kiss herself. <laughs> Just put them together. I, I, I get it. How did we never explore that? They were... I still can't believe we're in season, we're going into season seven and we've explored like two major relationships for each character. How many boyfriends did Rory have in Gilmore Girls by the end of that? Like three. Solid. Three solid. Yeah. And then like you could put four a, like five. four or five with asterisks. Yeah. yeah. Same with Buffy. And like same almost the same amount of seasons. I just don't get it, man. I think that um I think most shows, most seven season shows. There's three, there's usually three solid, if it's a main character, three solid relationships Yeah. that each person is in. And like the life span of a relationship on TV is like you spend a season putting them together and then you can spend a season testing them and that could end with them falling apart or, or, you know, reforging stronger. But that reforging stronger is usually the last relationship. Like, Crazy ex-girlfriend. That's like three. You know, yeah, Buffy had, you know, met Angel in one. And of course it all goes bad in two. Yeah. And and you'd think that's the end. Three felt weird that he's in that season. And then it ends with him going, I'm going to spit off from here. Yeah, I got another <laughs> yeah, thing going on. I got my on. thing. Sorry. Angel but, Spike Riley? Well, Riley comes in the middle. Well, just ain't like in like general. Like ranking wise? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the three. And then there's like... Some guy who like takes her or fucks her in college and is an asshole about it oh, and stuff yeah. like that. Like there's a couple like one offs, but especially in the comics. Mm. But yeah, it's mo- I th- does she end up with Willow in the comics? That's fun. That makes sense to me. Oh. Not Faith. Is Faith around? Is a rat- Faith has an incredible arc on Angel. Actually, she becomes more of an Angel oh. player for a while. Interesting. And like switches to good over time on angel like he visits her in prison and like talks to her and That's like nice. he's her only real friend hmm. so that by the time she comes back in the last season of buffy she's like grown and then i think she's still around in some of the comics but honestly i did not read much past eight and eight was really messy <laughs> they should have dated then in the last season of buffy faith and buffy oh yeah yeah i think i don't think buffy has those feelings for faith that's stupid. I think Faith has those feelings for everyone. Right. <laughs> sure. Sure. I don't know. Just saying. Liza Dushku. You know. Mm-hmm. You can figure your foot. You know, figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. Just figure it out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like Cheryl and Veronica. Exactly. From Riverdale. Right. So, Veronica wants to know if it works. So she pulls a gun on Cheryl. Cheryl's like, I see an aura. Which, that means okay. Veronica wants to shoot you. Yeah. Veronica shoots. <laughs> right. Cheryl's bulletproof. Uh, she can read everyone's minds. Tabitha thinks she should have stayed in Chicago. Agreed. Hilarious. Not actually, but like, she should have for herself. Yeah, and then Cheryl opens a portal to, I assume, the MCU costume department. Right. Because she is dressed <laughs> just like the Scarlet Witch. It's actually just a party city. It's like the expensive yeah, costumes. Yeah, yeah, no. But it's also like not as detailed as the movie suit. But, yeah. Uh, and then we go into the last musical performance of the season. I hope Ooh. they only do oldies. 
next season. That would be fun. Wow, I have never felt so moved as I did watching this. Really? Season. No, absolutely <laughs> not, John. This is horrible. This is the worst musical yeah, kind ever. Of, it's kind of weak, and I don't really get Cheryl's performance here. Why did they She's sing? just like standing outside a diner singing to nobody. Because like the fun of the music early on in the show is that it's usually diegetic, and there's yeah. an audience, and everyone's like letting loose, and you get to see KJ dance. But in this is just it's very melodramatic. But like, uh, what is like? Do you know this song? I don't no, know. I don't know this. It's like five more minutes to live. I don't know yeah, it's yeah. from or anything. It sounds like it's from a musical. Why didn't they just sing that song? If the world can was you ending, imagine? you come over, right? Can you imagine if we find out this was an original, like they wrote an original song for this should, moment? Should we Google it? Like maybe take a look. Um, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Do we're... you remember? Do you remember the Glee where they're like, "Wow, they wrote an original song." And you're like, "Oh, this isn't good." Oh no, I was just listening to it in the car. These okay. are like me. I like that song. All more. right. Oh my god, apparently this is a Billie Eilish song. I've never heard this Billie Eilish song. Wow. That's crazy. What? That's so weird. Huh. I thought it was from a musical. Feels like a musical. Maybe maybe they just reorchestrated it for this or something. Yeah. Well, we'll have to listen to it at some point. That's so funny. So hmm. baby, Baby's in the sex bunker with Fangs and Tony. He says he's scared. Of the bunker, it smells weird. Yeah, he's like, you guys hang out in here? Why? Is this where I was conceived? And they're like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You were conceived in It was in a in lab. lab? <laughs> right, I guess. They actually never say. Yeah. Tabitha sits with Jughead and Pop. Betty and Archie lay in bed together naked. Veronica stares out her window of the common and sits with Reggie. Kevin sings to Moose. Cheryl's hands glow blue, and she starts to chant this phrase. Let the fire within me... Blaze in glory and project upon what's come before me, combined with the gifts from each of my alleys, keep this comet from falling out of the skies. So it's kind of like sh- uh, like charmed spellcasting, where it's like, make up a rhyme. Do it. Rhyme now. Do it. Entertain Ana- me. <laughs> Another thing that I would not be able to do. The world would just fall apart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 what did I just say? <laughs> I would have no idea. You'd like reading off of it, you wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, I have a little rhyming journal in case I, you know. Uh, the Andrew Cooper family braces for him back together. The Topaz family, Veronica and Reggie, Pops and Jughead, Kellers and Moose, Nana, Heather. Hey, Britt is in this episode. Mm. Right here at the end, They un- Heather undoes the last knot. Cheryl flies. Yeah, she flies. <laughs> Cheryl flies and shoots blue energy. Sure. Out of her hands. Works for me. At the comet, yelling at said comet, that chant that she's been doing. Well, it lights every set the show has. And then everything goes white. And then we go to a commercial break. <laughs> then we come back. Then we come back. You start, I, I'm, I'm going to describe this in great detail because I think it's really well done. Yeah, yeah uh, You start close on a goldfish in their bowl. And Jughead's narration asks, what happened next? Hanging model airplanes, mid-century models. He asks, did Cheryl melt the comet? We see a baseball mitt, old baseball cards, comic books, a toy jeep, a football... Did Veronica's lunatic plan save everybody's lives? And then a mid-century alarm clock goes off and Archie wakes up, turns on some oldies on his little radio and tosses on a sweater with a big R on the front for combing his hair nice and right and donning a high school varsity jacket. Jacket says yes, (laughs) but something else happens as a result. (laughs) They've gone to a simpler time, an innocent time before the whole series begins and the main characters are all high school students again. And Betty's crying in her room next door. James Dean just died. It's 1955, and only Jughead remembers their lives before the comet. <clears throat> so this is hell for you. Like, End of season. If For Jughead, this is absolute hell. 
Why? Because to know that your reality is not really your reality, that's a very scary thing. But to be able to write the most prescient <laughs> science fiction anybody has ever written. Oh man, I really do hope he's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I'm fine with this. I think oh, that's Rumor Mill, Citizen of the Week. Citizen of the Week? Uh, Cheryl. Uh, Veronica. <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, it, it worked, so kind of, sort of. Shark Jump of the Week. I think the Billie Eilish song. I think Veronica. <laughs> also Veronica. This makes sense, right? No, let's no, do it anyway. Sure. Mm-hmm, yeah. So okay. apparently this was an unreleased Billie Eilish song, by the way. Oh. Interesting. Right? <laughs> did you steal it? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how did that work? Billie Eilish is furious right now. How did this happen? <laughs> right, I'm sure. I'm, sh- I'm very curious if Billie Eilish has ever watched a single episode of Riverdale. But, yeah. So I think... Rumor mill wise, I think there's relevance to Veronica's statement about a reboot. Mm-hmm. I think maybe some of her own intention for fixing her life got into the magic mix, whatever. You know, the 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 rules are kind of made up and the points don't matter. Right. But that seems relevant. And I think the fact that Jughead specifically describes it as a time before Jason and an innocent time makes me think like maybe part of the setup of next season is like it we've been saving the town for so long but it's always been uh in like um what's the word i'm looking for responsive way something has gone wrong and now we have to patch it up but to put them at the beginning and to maybe be able to prevent uh, or getting it right much earlier feels like it could be part of the goal of like you know to to maintain the town with pep and not let it turn into this hellscape that we've been living in for all these years yeah so maybe i mean there's literally a hell mouth right oh, uh, yes i guess it's canonical there is a hell mouth under right. the diner wow i don't know if we'll talk about that much again yeah i think it's I over f- you know yeah with this ending it really feels like the the i mean no we have a genre <laughs> element next year but the ma- the superpowers are gone yeah, I mean, do you think that this is... Magic might still be around. I really hope magic is not around. I feel like the magic has to be... I feel like if it's 1950s time travel, bubble, whatever it is, and magic, that's like too much going on. Yeah. But maybe magic will somehow save them in the end. I don't know, but... I do think I can really specifically guess what the first episode of next season is going to be. What is it going to be? I think they're going to do as close as possible to the pilot again. Okay. In the new trappings. And like only Jughead will be aware that it's like, oh, it's ha- it's li- it is happening again. Like yeah. it's all happening again. And like if Jason dies again at the end of the first episode, like now we've got or That's cool. Yeah, or like it's a twist on that, but like yeah, I think that might be where do we're you- headed. Do you think that Jason that he's gonna try to save Jason? I think so. I think he might try to save Jason. That could think, be fun. I think that could be a part of it, and he'll have to like convince everyone else to get in on it. I think it's interesting they picked fifty five because that it, you you mentioned that Archie is older than nineteen fifty five. Yeah. You know, let me let me actually pull up the exact when Archie Comics first debuted. I believe it's like nineteen forty something. Oh, even earlier, nineteen thirty nine. Wow. The 30s. And so the, the it's, I don't, like, why pick the 50s? Is it a Cold War thing? 
That could well, I that's a the good James point. Dean thing is James James Dean's death is that their replacement for Jason's death? If Riverdale is a uh, metaphor for America, and it is, is the death of James Dean for the country the death of the of the bright and shiny utopia that is America, and the point when we started to more interrogate our own politics and our own ideals, and so his death for America represents Jason's death for the show. And maybe I'm not, maybe I'm wrong about what next season's going to be about. I think that, I but think then they can't solve America, you know? <laughs> yeah. They cannot solve America tragically. I wonder if it is. They can try to save JFK. You can't. <laughs> That's it's I, years down the road, but they could. I do wonder if it's going to be kind of like the Tabitha situation where whatever's going to happen is going to happen within reason or at least with these big events which is going to explain a lot we should talk about the tabitha time travel episode because if percival is from rivervale then those two other guys or those other guys she ran into with the american accents must have been his count his counterpart descendants in in our in our riverdale who just like maybe like they're just not around but like Wait, those sorry, guys, guys, when Tabitha went back in time okay. and Percival was there in every time period, that couldn't have been Percival because Percival was in another dimension at that time. Interesting. So those guys, it's, uh, it's all real, you right. know, were I guess other Pickenses that have existed across history who yeah. naturally were born in this world and were just racist. Yeah, just bad people. Not like, you know, not like supernatural and the world evil, right, but just like bad. racist. <laughs> Yeah, very, very bad people, but human. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. I am I am curious whether this is going to feel like 1955, how 1955 actually was, or if it's going to feel like the, you know, glossy sitcom right. version of 1955. They certainly want to look like classic Archie comics. Right. Right? With the, the R sweater. The, the 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 varsity jacket is actually more of a new thing with Archie in the comics, but the the sweater is classic. When they show Jughead's hat, it's that they've like rarely brought it out, but it's like the more classical paper hat look. No, yeah, I mean, I, I guess my question is, is it going to be like a comic book that's styled like the nineteen fifties, but it's not going to uh, interrogate well, maybe? Yeah, what do you what do you, what? Do... We have a Kevin who's life would be impacted significantly by being himself in that time period we've already interrogated a little bit the life of tabitha or pop in a similar time period i don't love visiting the 50s and always having to deal with that stuff you know well that's my question if whether it's gonna be because it feels like a very idealized world yeah and maybe that's what we deserve right now or what the show wants to do is maybe make it even cleaner than the 50s really were maybe it's maybe it is like a version of the 50s that isn't i guess my question is are they back in time or are they in a version of america that only exists in our imagination i again i think it's i think that's why they put in the james dean thing Mm -hmm. is that they're there yeah. They're in that time. They're getting news from that time. And unless you want to introduce to me that there's a bubble around the town that is somehow changing newspaper deliveries or something, like, I think they're just in the past. Yeah. 
I know it doesn't make sense, and maybe at the end of the show, the town of Riverdale really will like exist outside of time and space in some way. I don't know what to make of this. I, 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 you know what? I'm gonna go back to it being them trying to prevent all the bad things from happening. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I think it would also be very interesting if if Jughead is trying to prevent Jason's murder, but he doesn't realize that the world he's in it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he's like, oh, Cliff Blossom is here and you're a heroin dealer. And then he tries to open the maple syrup And things, it's different. And it's just maple it's syrup. It's a mothman. <laughs> right, right. It's actually <laughs> ale, those horrible little uh, small incest children. I mean, it's a huge, great opportunity to bring back a lot of the cast members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Wow. Like maybe Reggie should still have this dog. Yeah, no, no, no. That's bearded lizard. <laughs> bearded lizard on his shoulder. He can walk the dog. It'll be cute. So, I brought little Reggie out with me. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So we don't usually do this, but I'm very curious. If you had to now rank one through six. Oh, I was going to ask you the same. Oh um, my god. Yeah. So I've I have been. I think I texted this actually to my sister recently. Uh, that my first is one. Yeah. It will probably always be my favorite season of this show just because I thought it was the the most well executed. Agreed. And then I think this is my second favorite. I think season six is my second. Wow, I can't even find that text I just sent. Um, that's okay. Uh, and then after that, I'd say four. What was four? Brett. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was a cool outlet. I think yeah. I think we made four better <laughs> between we the two of us. We made it better. I think, I think it was a fun one to talk about and laugh at. Uh, sure, But it sure. also felt like the Jughead thing gave them some juice in the middle where they where they usually slack a little bit. Yeah, definitely. After that, I guess I'd put three. I, there was just always something. There were, there were some episodes in there that I really love, like the rescue of Archie from um, Juvie. And, yeah. and a lot of the early Griffiths and Gargoyles stuff is like trippy and scary and I'm like excited and then I can't deny that the back end of that season kind of lets me down a little bit. Mm. And then I can't really decide between five and two. Like they're kind of tied to the bottom down there mostly because I can't remember a lot of two. So I can't Black remember Hood. Black Hood, but I can't remember how much I enjoyed that on an episode to episode basis. Yeah. Whereas I'm positive I found five excruciatingly boring for a large majority of it. And that was Mothman. Yeah, and that was the Mothman. Okay. Which just I guess that never just that just never took off for me. I agree. And I think it also it had the problem of, oh, are they gonna do supernatural here? Right. And and maybe now, even after this season, they regret not going all the way with aliens yeah. last year. You almost like Honestly, the thing I think about a lot is how close they were to full-on Supernatural in season three and how much maybe happier the show would have been crossing that boundary much earlier and being able to play in all this stuff where it's like, oh, now yeah. we can do an alien season. We can do a superpower season. We can do it. I do kind of wonder if maybe... Time travel. I think that the problem is that they kind of had to start with a little bit more. Like if they teased the supernatural element a little bit in season one, it would have been easier to like build upon it in two, three, four, five, six. Right. But what ended up happening was in season six, they had to kind of like be like, this is different because. Yeah, the, the Rivervale turn is such like a hard line in the sand that it really does like open up every other possibility immediately afterwards. Right. But it was so late in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think and if I. Completely insane. <laughs> I loved it though. I think if I had to rank, one is still my number one. 
three is my number two. That's just going to be confusing. I would right. say in ascending, in descending order, it's one, three, six, one, three, six, two, four, five. Okay. That's right. Talk to me about why. What's what's you what's you thinking there? Um, I liked the Black Hood stuff. I remember being excited about that. I really liked the Zodiac references. I thought that was fun. So I ranked that higher. Um, I think season five, I think we felt the same. And it yeah. also felt very choppy. It was a weird one. I think that was also like the most COVID impacted of all of their seasons too. Where That was where they really got bogged down into Tell Don't Show. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I didn't hate the Mothman stuff completely, but it didn't really... That flashback really, was cool. Yeah, it didn't really pull together in the way that I think it should have. Um, and I did not like season five's videotape thing because I never really understood what it was. Was it five or was that technically four? Or maybe it was four? I think that was part of four. Okay, so then... The maybe... Voyeur was four... And five, five was, was truck stop time killer. jump also the time jump happened it was a lot of a lot more Hiram stuff right yes and it was like saving the town okay so I think the problem was that four and five kind of they, they, together. They, yeah I know they kind of blend together so I would say the four to five season like the back half of four into five I, I consider the break for four to be episode three of season five that's where season four ends in my brain what is that that's when they graduate high yes school oh and, i forgot that's like, why it's, it's the so... it's the season finale of season four right that's why it's so confusing i don't i'll never i wish they had aired them differently yeah i wish they had aired those three and said this is the end of season four or whatever and right like, tune in in two weeks or whatever you know take one of your cw breaks and be like now it's season five like you did with rivervale yeah yeah it's interesting. It's kind of crazy to think about how COVID changed so much stuff. And now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, remember that? I always think it's interesting because there's like a bunch of productions recently where they've talked about behind the scenes that they were shut down by COVID and it gave them a lot of time to go back to the script or go back to the editor, go back to whatever and fix something that was broken in the movie. And then I think about how Riverdale had three scripts written and didn't touch them until they came back. <laughs> well, I liked the, the graduation episode. I thought it was kind of good. Sure. I just also think they could have reworked those into uh, into being part of later episodes and like make sure. it all some kind of interwoven thing about how like the the time jump is motivated or I I made this pitch back then that I thought they could have made it a mystery of like why they had gone in different directions and like draw back together and intersperse those things as like flashbacks. But I guess they had already shot most of those episodes too. So I'm the a-hole. That would, that would have cost like a lot of money. To yeah. Do. How dare you try to cost them money in this fictional universe in your brain. That's really fucked up. But yeah, I'm yeah. a bad guy. Ugh. I, so I really liked this season. I was like very into it. Had a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, you know, it could have, <laughs> everything could have been more emotionally uh, thought through, through sure. line-wise, uh, and yet I was never not entertained. And the worst thing Riverdale can be is boring. Do you have a favorite moment from this season? I do, I think I've enjoyed 
joking about Archie being forged a lot. Yeah, that was fun. But to be honest, I think my favorite moment was landing on the trash bag killer's uh, <laughs> uh, reasoning yeah. for doing what he does. Everyone's I really trash. think that 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 elevated the whole storyline. Yeah, definitely. I what liked, was your favorite moment? I liked Bingo's legs. You know, that was just fun. It broke all. It's there's something funny about all four of Bingo's legs. <laughs> all four of Bingo's legs are broken. And that was the best, I think. Yeah. yeah. I also liked... And see, and we really hmm. explored that, right? We yeah. just did so much with Bingo this season. <laughs> right, exactly. We gave all our characters superpowers, and then we really thought through the different ways they would impact their lives. Long term, not just like one-offs. What was, oh, wait. <laughs> what was the one storyline you wish they didn't... Ex- they, you wish that they had explored, or which way the season could have gone? Because I have Eric as a trash bag killer. I just think that would have been fun. I don't know how it would have That's last season. Yeah. Listen, if I have any note, it's, why did we have an Eric? <laughs> why did we have the Eric? What was the point of that? Mm. Why did we have a baby? You know? Mm. What are we doing here? If there's one storyline I wish we could have explored further, I wish we could have explored Pussycats, the TV show. <laughs> I know. I know. One day. Solving mysteries on a tour bus with so the whole fun. team. But of course, uh, the new CW management wouldn't like that. You know, I keep seeing thumbnails for Tom Swift when I'm on the CW app. Yeah, and good. every image I see of that show is like, this guy is drenched in swagger. Mm. I should really be checking this one out. And then I realize, oh, it's already canceled. What's the That's point? That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. At least, I guess Riverdale is safe, right? But like, what is the CW now? Who knows? I don't think it's ours anymore. You don't think it's ours? Like, like that channel that we went to for Mm -hmm. jesus so much of my tv for a while maybe maybe it's just part of the transition to trying to get a new younger audience but i have a question though do you think they're still gonna dare to defy (laughs) no i don't think it's uh, a economically responsible in this capitalist market right now to dare to defy you really got to uh, secure (laughs) to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to satisfy yeah. stockholders. Yeah. No? <laughs> Secure to satisfy stockholders. <laughs> that works just as well. Over like sexy shots of KJ. Right. Exactly. Secure to satisfy stockholders. <laughs> I think that's going to be good though. I think. I think when Probably they do that. smolder. Yeah. So what are you watching? Riverdale, right? I think. Only? Um, yeah. I think. I think my favorite thing I've been watching recently was uh, Alex Jones realizing that his lawyer gave everything to the oh, opposition. What a good. What show. an incredible moment! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, that was insane. That yeah. was. They could have really put uh, a kazoo under that or something. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think if I dubbed Alex Jones over with just kazoo noises, yeah. I think people would be into that. I think they would. I think they would. That was crazy. That was absolutely bonkers. <laughs> and a TV show that you're watching is? I mean, I know I've mentioned it before, but For All Mankind it pulled a twist mm. that has been like hitting me over and over again. Like waves. Waves and waves. Space waves. I can't. Like, to talk about it is to... I don't actually... I tell me now spoilers are so frustrating because i'm like this will ruin a surprise for you it may also be so compelling that it will make you want to watch the show and i just want everyone to watch the show okay here's the thing i'm already kind of watching it with ian when i fall asleep so is he caught up i don't know because beth and i will want to talk to him about it you'll have to ask him i I would think maybe not but you'll see so they're on mars (gasps) 
the three teams have now had to become one team due to uh, really bad things happening on Mars. Oh no. And Joel Kinnaman's daughter. Yes. Kelly. I thought that was his wife. Maybe? That's his daughter. Okay. Kelly is pregnant on Mars. Okay. Kelly is five months pregnant on Mars. Okay. And they don't have the equipment to get her up to the spaceship to take them back to Earth. Oh no. Because of the disaster. Whatever that and was. And so they need to, that's, a, yeah, that's a spoiler I won't spoil. Sure. And so they need to get this like specific chip to fix the, 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 the flight module to get out of there. And in theory, some of the Russian probes that have been on, on the planet would have the same one. They're too far away. Russia has sold some probes to other countries, like North Korea. That's okay. much closer. So they go to a North Korean probe landing site to find this chip. And when they get there, they find footprints on the ground. Oh. So There's a North Korean astronaut on Mars. Oh, that's cool. Is that the twist? That's the twist. Is that weird? How would they have... How? When? I what? Don't, I don't know. They had been racing to Mars for the past two years. Oh, someone's already there. And there was already a North Korean person on Mars. What's he doing there? We don't All know. we saw was him pop out with a gun. <gasps> and it's like the most mind blowing. Like, wait, what does that mean? How many North Koreans are on Mars? Did they come here two years ago when that probe was shot out? What have they been doing? Why didn't they announce it to anyone? They won the space race to Mars, North Korea. This is all fake, right? It's fictional. Okay, just checking. Yeah. What are you watching? Who? Oh, what am I watching? I just watched the movie Not Okay with uh, Zoe Deutsch. Dutch? Mm -hmm. How do you say her Deutsch. last name? Deutsch. Like Thank German. you. Okay, cool. I really liked it. Would you say it was okay? No, I would say it's really good. Oh. Why would you say that? Because well, of the title. So I I understand. I feel like you're either going to be really into the movie or not. And I will say the movie is kind of similar to Heather's in the sense that it tackles some very, very serious subjects in a satirical way. And if you're not comfortable with like... It's not like jokes are ever made at the expense of like victims. But if you're not comfortable with that, like it might be like not... It might, you know, if, it, if it's triggering in a way, maybe, you know, uh, like if gun violence and terrorism are things that bother you, maybe don't watch it. But I will say, I thought it was a very good satire on the way in which people use tragedy as, um, instead of seeing it for what it is, see it as a way to get clicks and get follows and i'm not saying is that, that what she does in the movie? yes wow. and i'm not saying that real victims do that i'm saying you know the people there are people who are kind of like trying to commodify like these really tragic things yeah and how do we view those people and it's very interesting Cloud chasers yes that's the real villain of evil this season. Is it just they just keep finding out it's cloud chasers? It's just cloud chasers, <laughs> man. It's really good. I'm not explaining this movie as well as I think that people uh, deserve it to be explained, but it also is just a really interesting lens on like the Gen Z versus millennial divide. Like how Are we that divided? Yes, yes. I think that we're more divided than people think that we are because. They've grown up really kind of like enmeshed in tragedy in a way that we're experiencing it now, but in our like 20s. And they're kind of like living through a lot of stuff. Well, we were told to have a hope that they were never advised to have. Right. They were like, actually, temper yeah, your all expectations. All their parents were like, it's actually all falling apart. Yeah. Because think of, I mean, you know, we're younger millennials ish. And. <laughs> 
And but millennials now are in their forties. So they're yeah. having kids. I mean, a yeah. lot of millennials Meanwhile, have sixteen-year-olds. You know, magazines are still complaining about millennials in high school. Yeah, it's insane. But yeah, I really, uh, I really like the movie. I'm curious what other people thought. So yeah, great. Yeah. So this is it, guys. I mean, not it. Not it. We, but we will do another season. Why are you acting? I like? know it's gonna be a while. I don't know. Yeah, and it's gonna be super inconvenient again. Super inconvenient again. It's over the summer next summer. Well, I guess we're gonna have to see how. Maybe not. Math. Yeah, I mean, you know those weird CW breaks. I know. We're taking three breaks off just cause, just and then cause. it'll be back for a week, and then it'll be gone for a week, and then it'll be back, but it'll be actually just a repeat of that previous episode, and then it'll be back. It's like they don't even care about our podcasting schedule. It's pretty fucked up, actually. Just Roberto. Kidding. Roberto, <laughs> we know you're doing this on purpose. I'm not sure why. It's fine. I Man, I really hope this series ends with him meeting Jughead and being like, it'd be a great TV show, kid. Come with me. Yeah, but then I also hope it like really ends with Jughead getting cut out of the whole deal and right. left on the streets and becoming a rat king while his show becomes popular. Imagine. It's, it all goes back to the rats. What season was that? That was the worst season. <laughs> That's season five. Season five is Remember, the worst season. Remember, everyone has like their, their time jump trauma. Yeah. That's the one with Chad. Right. Worst season. <laughs> Weak. Uh, I, it just wasn't, they didn't really have anything deeper there. And no. then it took them so long to actually get to it that you're like, wait, Archie had PTSD this sure. whole time? Bingo was his name that's that's what it was. I think we got a lot of good bits out of that season, like the trauma boys. Yeah, but... we got the trauma boys. Frank is still there. When did he show up? He's been here so long. He showed up in season four. Are him and Alice dating? No idea. No, no. They, they barely talk. Okay, they barely I think talk. he and Tom were dating. <laughs> right. We never explored that. That would have been nice. How did we not do an episode where we just spent it trying to solve Frank, Alice, and Tom? We should have done that. Like, how did you guys not kidnap them and try to get the brainwashing out at any point? I'm just... Like, it was a good season, and yet I'm still like, it feels like we didn't explore everything this season, and now it's all closed, right? We closed the book on all of it. Does Frank not exist in the 50s? I, I boy, <laughs> you know, a part of me was scared Frank would just be married to Mary now. You that know? would be weird. That would be super fucking weird. Yeah. I do think that would be inappropriate. It would have been really funny if Archie had left, had walked out to like get his jalopy and then like Frank was like the biff of the timeline. Oh my God. Being like, I got her all shiny for you. And he like lives in the garage and he's, oh. he's pathetic and clean shaven. I really think he should shave. I think he should do that. Because <laughs> no one wow. would have a beard like that in the 50s, right? No. I also realized I felt very bad for Biff in that, in that timeline. I know he's a bad guy, but that was yeah, He's sad. not like a good person. No, he's a bad uh, person. But you, think we're, you think we're getting Hiram next year? I hope so, honestly. What do you, we gotta get 50s Hiram. Did I you hope so. catch up on Only Murders in the Building? No, I'm behind. Mark Consuelos plays her dad. That's a good idea. That was a good choice. Yeah. I think he's coming back. Then he gets sick, <gasps> and then he beats up homeless people, oh, and he cures his no. illness. I just feel like they copied that from Riverdale. <laughs> I don't know. Man, is, is he alive in the show? No, he died. Yeah, it's part of her backstory is Man. that he died. Sad. Did you, yeah, wow. 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 
Anyway, guys. We have a dinner right after this. We have a dinner. To celebrate the end of the season. Yeah, that's true. Yes, you know, we sure, didn't why call not? it that, yeah. but sure. Yeah, order some it. pizza, have some friends over. It'll be nice. We're going to have a time. Anyway. Uh, if you, you want to catch up with us, you can find us on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. And you can find me also on Twitter at Riley Tweets. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. Anyway, miss you guys. Um, yeah, yeah. Hags. Hags forever. Let's have a great summer. Right, right. Hackus. Hackus. Have a kick-ass summer. Have a kick-ass summer. Were you when you right. when you signed your books? Yeah. You were a paragraph person. No, did you take a whole page? Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. I really don't like signing cards. Oh, okay. I'm a writer. I spend a lot of time writing things. I don't really know what to say to my friends. So I'm just like, you're great, and I love you, and I can't wait. Inside joke. Ha 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 ha. So I really just wanted to write Have a Good Summer. Your books are just entertaining as like a, a snapshot in time of of the emotional availability of children mm. and like how deep of a message they feel willing to or capable of writing in for you at that point in time. Wow, that's sad. Of like how vulnerable am I allowed to be with this person while signing this yearbook? And so Hags is like the, the, the shield wall. <laughs> Yeah, I listen. I like you, but like we're not close or anything. I actually have my middle school yearbook. I'm gonna look in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have all of my yearbooks back at home. Interesting. Anyway, what do we do? Uh, usually, you say over and out, River Vixens. Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>